Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You serious? Welcome to How to Kill an Hour. My name is Marcus Bronzy. Thank you in advance for killing some time with us. And I promise this isn't us restarting the intro because someone's doorbell rang. But that's what, you know, video call life is like. Welcome again to the show, Ori Styler. How you doing, bro? Yes, I'm good. What are you saying? How you doing? I'm all right, you know. Can't complain. Can't complain. Just enjoying, waiting to get back to some sense of normalism and, it, and you know if that doesn't come I just want some sun yeah. to shine and I want to get outside that's all I want but I'd, I'm happy to have you on the show so we can have a chat about tech tech that I've been trying out tech you've been trying out some of what's going on in the world of technologies come on um, before we get into come that though what have you been up to recently man I'd love you to share that with the audience a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Um, everything's been about this house move. So I just moved house, relocated out of London. Um, I'm in a little shire called Bedford Shire. Mm. And um, just getting used to being out of the ends. And I like it. I like the peace and quiet. I like walking up my house and people of all races at nine and 10 o'clock at night are walking their dog and they see me and go, evening. And they feel absolutely comfortable and safe with me. And I feel comfortable and safe with them. It's so good it's nice. to see it's all racists, isn't it? You're seeing all racists. <laughs> Races, not racist. Don't take the liberty out of my <laughs> list. Races. 
I have a list. Ladies and gentlemen, you're going to hear me say a couple things wrong on this podcast because I have a lisp. And I feel, I feel the affliction and I feel the prejudice coming from Bronzy because I can't pronounce my S's without giving extra S's. Not all racists. All races. R-A-C-E-S. That's just to confirm. I'm the last guy that's going to take the piss out of the way anyone talks, brother. I can't pronounce shit. Anyway, um, what's been going on in your world, man? What have you been up to? How, How have you been handling lockdown? Do you know what? It's, I feel bad saying this, but I, I'm not going to pretend uh, just to just because you know it's been a bit grim for others. I've actually had a really good time adjusting to lockdown. I'm so used to being on the road, touring shows, and then always in my head going, "I got to plan this. I got to do that. I got to put this event together. I got to spend time making this happen." I never get to slow down and rest, and lockdown forced me to do that, and. I'm quite resourceful. So even though I wasn't on in road, on road, on the road doing shows and so on, I was able to find other ways to, and it sounds wrong when I say this, find other ways to make my money legitimately by doing a lot of voiceover work, by doing a lot of um, adverts and so on, working from home in ways that I can still perform online or I can help set up live streams for other people and, and do other bits and pieces that's kept me going. And it made me realize that even though I do enjoy being on the road and touring and getting on stage and doing comedy anywhere and everywhere, being able to slow down and rest was good for my health. I I lost a lot of weight by getting myself into a good regime of eating, with training. Um, I was able to stop and look at my life and go, do I want to continue doing this? Do I want to start doing that? Invested in myself um, properly when it comes to not just my health, but also what kind of projects I want to do moving forward. That, and I can only thank lockdown for that because it forced me to have to slow down where I never gave myself the opportunity before. So it's been all right. It's been good in my eyes. For nice me, one. I know for other people it's not. Yeah, I think it's a case of everyone trying to take their own positive. So by no means are we like yeah. trying to, you know, take any of the emphasis off how hard it is for people and will be for of years course, to come yeah. because, you know, this is, mm. the uh, stones only just dropped in the water. We're still to see the ripples. Um but before we move forward, I actually want to move back a little bit. Congratulations on getting your new place. You moved house. Hey, or you bought a house. Thank you. you bought a whole house. Oh, what, no, I tell no, the truth. No, I What's it like taking that first no, shit in I your did. house, knowing that you own the toilet? It's nice, isn't it? It's a good shit. Do you know what? Uh, You've never shat in your house? No, nah, I'm just trying to remember how it felt. I'm trying to remember. I don't think it's that one that made me feel good. It's the first one you do when you leave the door open. That's the pivotal one. Yeah. The one where you leave the door open. Yes. Because nobody can tell you to close it. Let me tell you something. Yeah. When you've got your music pumping in your living room or whatsoever, and you go to your toilet and you can hear, like I'll be listening to like another podcast and I can hear it going on whilst my toilet door's wide open. I know no one's crossing the pathway. Yeah. That's when it's sunk in. Yeah. I can stink out my hallway and no one can tell me nothing. Because you want to. You're like, (laughs) great podcast. Uh, There you go. It's great. Um, exactly and in case you don't know Ori Ori is a stander we've had the debate on the show so we don't need to go for it again but he's a stander he's team stand and uh, we'll move on from that but no congratulations (laughs) on on getting your own place bruv like I'm super happy for you thank you man I think you know people have have managed to make make changes where they can work from home and it's it's an interesting one though isn't it because someone like a comedian like yourself uh, other people on the show like Kay Curd, Dane Baptiste you guys have been really resourceful and it's interesting that you guys as comedians have kind of in a situation where everybody at the start of lockdown was like you lot are fucked you know like uh, you're gonna have no live shows (laughs) it's interesting to see that some comedians have kind of yielded and others have continued to go on and make content 
and just use it and, it was and find a whole new way that. to connect. You was always going to see that before even a lockdown was uh, was ensued. And the reason I say that is you've got comedians that are so uh, stuck in the idea of comedy is on stage and nowhere else. And this was evident before lockdown happened. So when lockdown started, it made those people that were already resourceful before um, we had a pandemic. It made those people go, well, I'm used to adjusting to the nature of what comedy is becoming or what entertainment's becoming, whether it be creating content on social media, whether it be uh, utilizing streaming platforms like this. Um, there were already comedians and entertainers that were doing things of this nature. They were always going to adapt. The names you mentioned, me, Dane, Taylor, are a plethora of us that already knew that before. Then you've had others that I would call them your more purists that have said, I'm only ever going to do stage. And you know what? As great as it can be to be a purist, the, the downside of it is, is when stage gets taken away from you, you can't stretch your mu- You can't exercise your muscles. You can't stretch. You can't get yourself in gear because your mindset is stuck on. It's only ever about stage. And if stage goes, what are you going to do? Some of those purists have gone, I need to figure out other ways to get my my voice heard to a crowd to get my laughs and they've adapted whereas others have literally just sat and waited on stuff to open up and to some degree i can give it i can, there's a part of me that goes you know kudos to you if you're a purist well done and another degrees i can look at it and say some of you are just rotted lazy because you don't want to have to change or come out your comfort zone and I feel like a, the pandemic made people have to ask themselves, how am I going to get through this? Because what if stage don't come back? Not for six months, not for a year, not for anything longer. And I think it's not down to, the, the, you can't, pandemic can't tell somebody how to play the game. It can only give you the options of what you can choose to play. And if you get up and say, well, I'm going to do something myself, whether I'm going to do an online show, whether I'm going to do content, whether I'm going to do voice, sketch stuff, a comedian or any entertainer will find a way to get around it. Some haven't because either they didn't want to do or because they've stayed as purists. And whereas like, there are names that you already know that have kept active. I mean, one of the, I mean, you've interviewed um, one of the most prominent and he's not even a stand-up, but like sketch writers of the, in the UK right now. And that's Munya and his turnover of content has been through the roof because of his ability to create content relevant to the times that we're in all on digital platforms. And there has been others who've been like, I wish I could do that. Well, that didn't come from a pandemic. That came from a mindset of, I got to go with the times. And that's what I think is important for people to understand. Isn't it, Times can't tell you, oh, you got to stop doing stage. Time, like, you got to stop performing. Times will tell you, look, this is how people are receiving stuff. What are you going to do? I like that. Very serious answer. Yeah. Just taking a moment to Keep take that in. No, no, I'm, 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 I'm no, joking. No, you're right. <laughs> um, be real. It's the truth. Yeah. And I think it's also making sure that you have fun with it as well. Cause I think that that's a big yeah. key. Like you can definitely tell the people that are creating content for the check and you can tell people that are creating content cause they like it. It really comes across. And I think again, all the names mm. that we've just mentioned above this podcast, you can tell that there's real love in what they're doing, man. But anyway, on, onto the tech things. I think I, th- I usually ask you how you, how your killer bit has been, how you've been killing a bit of time, but really I want to talk about your Tesla experience. Ori. I have, I have experience. Of course you've got experience of Tesla On the social It's not like Come on Come on now bruv Your team Tesla Can we just okay, start from, Can yeah, we just start I from the beginning Can we just talk about You don't have to say What kind of car yeah. it was specifically But your journey into electric Because I think A conversation I have with a lot of people Is What do I do for my first electric car How do I get an electric car How do I use an electric car And I forget sometimes oh, That I there's so many convo. people That I don't have this. it 
So yeah, let's take it from the top. Yeah. I love this combo. Uh, so a lot of people ask me about going electric and the things that they have to consider now because they're used to fuel. They're used to being able to go to a petrol station and top up quick as opposed to charging where they got a charge. So yeah. yeah, this conversation, I love this one. I was coming to the end of my, my lease on my last car. I said I wanted a new one. And for some reason, I don't know what it was, but some reason, Stubbick said, go electric. And it's not because I was already thinking about it beforehand. It wasn't because of um, it wasn't because of any pressing need to change or convert at the time, but just something in my head say, "Look in, go electric, look into it." And I did. And the moment I researched it, I realized how much money I could save by converting to an electric car. And straight away, when I hear saving money, I'm like, "There's something in this." Mm. So I started looking at different cars. Um, I got a friend of mine um, called uh, Gavin, who's like um, he, a car buying guru. He knows about cars, the market, about being able to find good deals and, and broker a good deal to lease a car. I, I don't buy them. I always lease because I'm, I'm only going to have them for like three, four years and then change it over because of the mileage when you tour and so on. So he's able to, he's able to know the di- like what's good for you to look for. And he suggested a Tesla. And I said, I ain't got Tesla money. He goes, bruv, look at the Model 3. And I did. And the Model 3 is not is not um, as premium in terms of the price like the other testers. It is a very premium car, but like the other testers were like in a 90 grand range. And I ain't got that. I'm not even going to try to lease a car that expensive. Um, the Model 3 was in like the 40. And I was like, 40 grand range and I'm going to lease. I said, let me have a look at this. The prices were good. But what made it more attractive is not how much I have to pay a month, but more so how much am I going to spend maintenance on charging it, um, and, and anything of that nature. When I looked at it now, how much I would spend on my car a month for my, when I had a diesel car with like 100 and, 140, 150 pounds a month if I'm on the road driving up and down. To do the same mileage that my 140, <clears throat> excuse me, my 140 pounds would spend in that diesel car, if I was to charge it at a charge point or an, um, um, a fast charger, it'd be about 35 pounds if I was doing electric if, and you got a Tesla. If I'm charging it at a supermarket, um, it would be about 27 pounds. If I charge at home, 12 pounds. So we're talking a full tank. For the same distance. For the same amount of distance, no, it would cost, cost you 100 and, and whatever so on, on diesel. Yeah, not a full tank. That's like, that's a full tank, empty it out fill it up again because mine was like 70 pounds to fill up my tank so two full tanks on my on an electric car would be about if I charge at home what I'd be paying 140 pounds and then two full tanks I'd pay about uh, maybe about 12 13 pounds so quite literally that's thousands of pounds a year you're saving then on mileage big money you're saving a year now when people hear that they're like wow money saved and then they instantly they go, oh, wait, 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 wait. But how much do the cars hold in terms of the charge? And it depends on your car, how big the battery is. Some cars are like little city cars, like the Nissan Leaf, which is main, mainly if sorry. you live in a city. <laughs> and you... oh, sorry, I'm, j- I'm joking. They had a bad rep at the start. They were right now. They were right now. They just had a bad rep because they were Mark 1s. So there were a lot of problems and the I'm mileage wasn't saying, that good. I'm, I'm, I'm messing with you because I can't miss it because it's, it's an affordable you're car. You're the one who said it. You're the one who said it, not me. But you know what? If that's what you believe, I've never driven one. I've just done my research. They're a lot better now. They're a lot better now. Oh, is it? Were they really bad at the beginning? I think the issue was just with 
mileage reliability being able to uh, and i think that's bit that was an issue with a lot of electric vehicles i mean because i believe you've come into your journey with tesla now if you were to drive an earlier mm. model i believe you would notice that there's a difference in experience for the vehicle issues, that you've got yeah. now yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so things are getting better you know it, you know we, okay. we've been driving petrol cars for what hundreds of years now over 100 years should we yeah. say so i presume that the first ever car that we drove wasn't as nice as the one that we are now do you know what i mean it was probably literally a combustion engine. Yeah. Blew up when you tried to put it in the <laughs> You gas probably gas. had a little, probably you probably had to put some times. coal over on your fire to pour your petrol over to get it going. It's exactly. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm, I'm, un, I'm understanding that it wasn't going to be yeah. like the first petrol cars are not going to be nice. And if you're telling me the Leaf is not the, the Mark one had its problems, I get it. Now the Leaf is literally a car where you, if you live in a city and you'll be driving within that city, and then going back home in the same city, a leaf is good because it's not it's not supposed to do long range, hundred miles maybe, hundred twenty on the on the um, on the battery pack. Whereas uh, you get like my Tesla, it it does two hundred and sixty. Then they do real world miles, which is about two hundred and fifteen. So it gives okay. like two hundred sixty is what the battery will do at its optimum. But if you use the heat car and if mm-hmm. you're really revving it up, you're gonna lose a little bit of mileage, right? Mm-hmm. But that's still good to go from city to city. But people go, yeah, but yeah, what if I'm driving from London to Birmingham and then back again? What am I going to do? Depends on the car you have. But um, you can, if you have, a, if you've got 260 miles, Birmingham's are, from London to Birmingham's about 100 miles, right? 120, whichever part of London you're coming from. You go there, maybe half is done. The only way back, half is done. But when you get there, wherever you are, park it up and charge it. If you're at a service station, you can go and charge it at the service station the same way that you would fill up a tank when mm. you're driving around. They call it range anxiety when people worry about their, the miles that they do. So I'm telling people, bro, it's fine. The infrastructure in the UK, when it comes to driving an electric car, is so much better than you think. There are more charge points in the UK than there are petrol stations. And when I say that, people go, well, how? Because charge stations can be put in a lamppost. That's one there. You could have one which is, part. you know, when you park your car just anywhere mm-hmm. and it's just on the street, you've got to pay for street parking. There could be a charge point right there, specifically for electric cars. They set them up all over the place. And now a lot of petrol stations have charge points in them. So it's easy to go and charge your car. Then the next question I get asked is, well, how long does it take to charge? Well, that's not, that depends on the speed of the charger. If you're charging like a little, little small charger, like it's seven kilowatts, which is what people tend to put on the outside of their house, from zero to full, take you about six hours to charge. But you never get, you never get somewhere and you're on zero. You get someone, you might be on 50%, 40%. And if you're parked up, let's say if you've gone to a, a Westfield to do shopping and you're charging for, and you're in there for two, three hours and you plug in, you get, you'll get maybe another half a tank added to your car because you're there shopping anyway. Your car's charging, you're good. Anywhere you go, you just tend to park up, plug in. And mm-hmm. when you go home as well, every night, you plug your car in. It doesn't charge you like the same amount every time it charges based on the kilowatts that it uses and it's cheap to do when you're at home just like you would do with your phone when your battery is on 50 60 percent and you go home you're going to bed we naturally put our phone on charge just so we can wake up with 100 percent. your electric car likes doing that as well it likes it to be touched so it's all the way up to 90 mm-hmm. percent. you never charge it to 100 unless you're going to do a long journey charge it to 90 percent keep it there and it just it keeps the battery life nice and healthy keeps the battery warm and it likes to be charged all the time so you go home you plug it in like you would plug in your phone and what i've had my tesla what now about three three months 
And I drive, I mean, I live in Bedfordshire and still go to London every day. I'm going later on today. I've never got my car down to zero. I've never run out of, of charge. And even if I've gotten like low, there's always charge points everywhere, especially with Tesla when you've got the supercharge network. You can easily just type it in your, your, your Tesla, let you know where you like where to go to charge. You sit down, plug it in, and from zero to 80%, it will take you on a supercharger 40 minutes, four zero. And you don't even need to charge it all that way if you don't want to. Have you so ever... It's a really good... Couple, really a, a couple well, of questions. So you said to keep your battery healthy, you keep it the ninety percent range. Is that so? They don't recommend that you go. Do you try and keep it at one hundred or ninety five or anything like that, or is it just because I know that last bit takes I, a bit longer yeah. to charge? I'm not sure why that is. I'm sure there's. I'm sure there'll be a, a mechanical reason for that. But on any device which has got, I think a type. Of, I, think, I don't know if it's lithium batteries, but on any device that. Um, you charge regularly. It says to never charge it to full unless you're going to discharge a lot of it straight after it's been charged. So when it comes to a Tesla, if you're just going to do city run-ins for the day, don't charge it to full. Charge it to 90%. And your Tesla will tell you that as well in the car. It's not like a thing that I've read up and then I, I do myself. It will tell you that in the car. But if you're going to do like a long journey the next day where you need the extra 10% at the top, it will say it will charge it to full, and I think it, you can schedule it as well. This is, I think what's good about it is you can schedule when you're going to leave the next day. So if you know you've got to be on the road at nine o'clock, you can schedule it on your car. It will charge it to ninety percent, and then just before you leave, it will have enough time to charge that last ten percent because it knows when you're going to jump in the car and you're going to drive with it. I don't know why it's that way, but it's just for long journeys, charge it to hundred percent. So if I'm going to jump now from here to Manchester, charge it to full. That's that. I don't know why that's the case, though. But that's why. That's Some lithium science in there. Yeah, I don't know why. Something. Know something why like, I'm sure if I did my research, I find out. I just follow what the the car tells. Yeah. The car lets you know where it wants. So does that mean you it's never weird. forgot to charge it when you first got it? Then you didn't, because I because you said you had to remember to plug it in every night, like your phone. Uh, when I first got it, I was in my old place, and I didn't put an electric charger there. I never, but I still never forgot. And I live near a Tesco where a lot of the Tescos have charge points and, and Costco's as well. A lot of them have charge points and you get it for free. So I would just go to where Tesco is. I go for a run and then I charge my car whilst I've gone for the run. I come back and it's given me another third of my tank. And and that's another beauty of it. You can save so much money when you go places that allow you to charge for free as well. That's another yeah. cool thing to hold on in your mind. Yeah, I went but to I a wedding last year because, and I got a full yeah. tank for free and I was like, Serious. hang on, yeah, Manchester and back for a 10 I'll take that, yeah. This is what I'm saying. It's the best. The best. It is. Are there any drawbacks at this moment in time? Because I want to be balanced and fair because a lot of people mm. that listen to the show obviously know that, you know, this isn't an advertorial, like, you know, you're an owner of this car, yeah. we're not being paid for this. So is there anything that you think needs to still improve now? Because we're still quite early in the journey when it comes to electric vehicles. Uh, two things, but one I don't think can improve because it's just how the cars are made. And one is just something to note. Two things. One, the upfront cost of getting an electric car is going to be slightly higher than getting a diesel, I think diesel or petrol and the reason i say that is only based on what i've looked and researched myself but then it depends again it depends because if i look at um i was going to go either kia e-nero or uh the tesla model 3 the kia e-nero was not super expensive but it was still a little it was still more than getting its fuel equivalent so the upfront cost is going to be a little bit more so that's something to consider. And there are people that think about that more than they do about how much they'll save along the line. So that's one thing. And secondly, if you live in a country which is naturally cold, 
and as we're we're in the UK, I don't mean us. I mean like Austria or Finland or Iceland, literally named after the temperature. <laughs> if you live in those countries, then yeah, it's going to be a bit harder to have your car and feel like you're getting the most out of it because to put your heater on, to keep the battery warm, all of that stuff, take some of your battery. Mm-hmm. So in the summer, it's a, your cars are a lot more efficient. In the winter, you notice that you're burning a lot more of your battery cell because to even keep the heater on, take some of your battery. Whereas on a diesel car, it doesn't take any of your fuel. It just blows the heat from the engine, which is already accumulated. So it's just turning the fan. Mm. Whereas in this one, it's like an actual electric heater. So yeah, it will chew into your battery as well. But those are the two things that I would say are the downsides. Other than that, everything else is, is, is cool. It, and it might take some getting used to to drive as well. It, it, I mean, you've driven electric cars. I, mean, yeah. I think they all do it. But my Tesla blood, it, it, it shoots like a rocket. When you, you put your foot down and it throws your head right back yeah. into the seat, yeah. And you, and you and the, and it, it feels like a roller coaster like the magnetic panel ones where the panels go up and down and then it shoots magnetically. It mm. feels like that because you don't hear anything apart from the slight whistle of the engine going not the engine um of the the wind going through the wheels going like that. Mm. You don't hear anything and that can be disconcerting for some people. But other than that, no no gripes, no issues. Okay. So much right. better for you. No, no wear and te- there's no wear and tear on stuff. There's no parts to change. There's no moving parts, no engine. So, you know, when you've got to get a service, your service is cheap. There's nothing to do. Mm. All right, then. That, that, that's me being fair, though. That's me there being fair. That's, that's the review of Electric Vehicles from Style. I, I want to catch up with you, like, when you're a bit hey. further down the line as well to see how you feel about things. Because yeah. there might be some other benefits or there might be some other things around electric vehicles. Because mm. I'm, I'm, I think I'm at a position now where. I, I do like electric vehicles, uh, and I, but I feel like maybe I've got a couple more petrol cars in me, and then we won't have a choice in a okay. few years anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, and a okay. part of me is I like, you know what? Just while I can still hear my car go, vroom, I just want to get one. And it's going to be funny, like <laughs> twenty years time when we're talking about, you know, do you remember when you used to put, you know, flammable liquids into your vehicle basically and into have a, car, have a yeah. fire, an explosion, know about it. pushing yeah. your vehicle forward? Yeah, um, so yeah, it's going to be funny. Nothing about that. Yeah, 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 it's very, very interesting, man. And um, we've got a little story about what's going on in the world of, of oil and, and petrol. But um, how I've been killing time recently is actually something that I did with you, Ori, a little while back is Streets of Rage 4. We've mentioned it briefly on the hey. show now, but I've been dipping into it here and there because I'm yeah. a Streets of Rage fan. You're a big Streets of Rage fan, aren't you? Massive, massive Streets of Rage fan. One, two, we ignore three. And four, come on. <laughs> we ignore three. Three didn't exist. Three was that one where you thought it was going to be better and it was just worse. It was bad. Three was like the third film in the franchise, isn't it? Yeah, it's always the third film that parody does terribly. There's only a handful of films that do okay. But Mm. the third film in most franchises is is terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so Streets of Rage, for those, for somebody who wasn't around when the first came out, which could be a lot of the younger people out there, what is is Streets of Rage? Streets of Rage is an arcade-style side-scrolling beat-em-up. it's not traditional where you stand in front of um, stand in front of your opponent and you're fighting one on one like a street fight game would be. This is um, I say arcade style because you you go on lives and by and go as far as you can based on the lives that you have. You go through different levels, beating up opponents, 
that come after you, that attack you um, until you get to, through to the end of the level where you fight a boss. And in traditional style of arcade games, there would be maybe seven or eight of those levels, each level lasting about 10 to 15 minutes each. Uh, you can pick different characters. In the first game, the characters did pretty much the same thing. Punch, hit, throw, and um, and yeah, we were spe- you had a special button where if it got a bit too techy for you when you're fighting these guys, you could call the police. And the whole franchise is built upon that. Storyline's quite minimal. You know, you're, you're kind of like these ex-cops that see the corruption in the street and how the police department has also been kind of corrupt. So you're, you're going rogue, you're fighting on your own, you, your friend. And it's always because it was like the late 80s, early 90s that they had these concepts. It was the main guy was a white guy, blonde hair, and he had a cool name like Axel. <laughs> and then you had, then, he, then there was a pretty girl that you know Axel at one time used to get down with, but they just keep it professional when it comes to the gameplay. But once the Mega Drive was off, you could just see them, you know what I mean? And then it, for diversity, they had the black guy who had, for some reason, the straightest hair you'd ever known, and his name was Adam. Um, so yeah, it was Blaze, Adam, Axel, and yeah, Streets of Rage. And they had to go take down Mr. X, who was the leader of this this massive syndicate that was just corrupting the city that they was based in. There you go. Yeah. Of rage. Yeah. yeah. And then as you get through the series, it kind of, to be fair, it's kind of rinse and repeat, oh, it's in it? Like, I don't, yeah. <laughs> what do you think it is about? It's, it's I, think, I, I, like, I like the original story anyway. Yeah, yeah. It is rinse and repeat, but it does. I think it does get better. When This is why I say the jump from one to two was really good because where your special move in one was calling the police. Yeah, which a police with a fire rocket launcher. Adam. With a rocket launcher yeah, that yeah, fire yeah. off. Yeah. This is the thing. A big rocket launcher that just shot. And the thing is, the, rocket, the fire would hit you, but you'd be fine. Yeah. Everybody would jump off the screen ah, like that and they'd die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. But then you'd have you standing absolutely fine. I used to love when the fire... Side note, when the rocket launcher from the police used to shoot off and he used to hear the <laughs> it coming down, you see, you'd see your opponent, I mean, you see your character standing there just still, right? But the other people that you're fighting would still be like moving around nervous <laughs> while you're just standing still. <laughs> Big rockets is about to come down. But the way that they design it is they'd still be moving. The jump from one to two, which was really good, is that rather than having the police get called, because let's be honest, Adam wasn't calling the police of them three. When you got to number two. Now, Adam did call the police, but they just never turned up in in this one. I noticed in the first one, I noticed when you press A to call the police and and, and like when Blaze or Axel called the police, they'd come quick. When Adam called the police, (laughs) they'd be the next level. (laughs) They came at the end of the next level. (laughs) They came at the start of the next level when everything was all right. There you go. They covered it. You guys all right? And then, yeah, we're fine. The next thing you know, they arrest Adam. I'm like, yo, wait, I'm the one who called. Anyway, (laughs) there's a sketch in there somewhere. Basically, um, when you got to the number two, funnily enough, Adam was the one who got kidnapped, right? So now you're trying to take down Mr. X, but Adam's now kidnapped. Axel and Blaze survive, but Adam's now gone. You then have to go and rescue Adam, but then income... Kate, Adam's little brother, who was like the favorite in that one. He was sick. He could run. He was on skates. He was little. His, he wasn't powerful in his punches and stuff, but he had versatility. And then he had Max, who was this massive WWE style wrestler yeah. who couldn't jump. He was all neck. That's yeah. what he was. He looked like and, Ultimate Warrior and, yeah. and Randy Savage. If yes. you're from those days of WWF yes. and WCW, that's what he looked like, a combination of those two. 
Savage. You ain't gonna get me. <laughs> Randy Savage was so funny. You know? He was yeah. so funny. <laughs> you ain't going nowhere. Uh, <sighs> I got you for three minutes. I remember when he was in Spider-Man. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. I got you for three, three minutes, minutes of, of playtime. <laughs> and it was his breathing as well. Like his thing is he'd be like, when someone was talking to him, <sighs> yeah. Like, bro, calm down. You're gonna hyperventilate, bro. But um, oh, man. but yeah. So but then yeah, there was a third, the third uh, a bit of Streets of Rage, which was again, it was a Mega Drive game, and that's the one that yes. okay had its feelings and whatever. But it, it was it, it repeated, mm. it repeated, but not the not all the best things, and also the music in number two was pretty iconic. Yeah. Um, I can't. I'll, I'll get the name of the um of the composer. Top of my head, I can't remember it, but the music was iconic in um. In Streets of Rage 2, but when they went to number three, it was so yeah. bad that it just like they yeah. got the characters, they didn't get they got they got rid of um Max, they brought in some Doctor Zed or Zed or I can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. I never play it no more, but when they, they got the um they got the they got a new character, he was like half man, half robot, Dan or something like that. Or anyway, and it was just it just didn't click. Doctor Zan or something. Controversial like that, yeah. bit in it. Yeah. Something like that. Was it? And the music in there just wasn't, it, w- it wasn't as good as um, number two. Where number yeah. two was, oh, that's it. Uh, Johan Nilsson. His right. mu- the music in it is just, it was a bop. It was just a vibe. Yeah. But then they got to number three. There was a controversial character in number three, which I don't think in the UK releases they were allowed to show. Um, I think it got, uh, but they, they released it in that when it came out in Japan first and it what it caused so much controversy they had a character who was like um i want to be very careful when i say this um i think they tried to that you could tell they tried to portray this character as somebody who was flamboyantly homosexual and the stereotypes of this character the way he would run the way he was dressed and it caused so much offense they had to pull the game for a little bit um and it was it, it just caused so much problems and you could just tell it was like yeah uh, his name was Ash. Google Ash. It was a sub boss. Google Ash. It was when the game was called, uh, it's called Streets of Rage 3 to us, but when it was in um, Japan, it was called um, uh, Wow. I don't, I don't think he was in the version I played. Wow. I've just seen a gif of him and he's, yeah, yeah. Stereotypes. Can you see why that would cause a lot of offense? Oh my days. Yes. He's and packing he as well. Would, he's, well he's packing. The, the gifts I've seen, he's packing yes. out here. He's proud. It's a warm day for Ash, wherever he's playing the game. Anyway, sorry about that. Go on. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. It caused a lot of controversy. So number three was just riddled with a lot of headache anyway. Then they stopped it for a long time. Number three was like in 1995, 96, Mm -hmm. something like that. So we had a massive Um, break basically between then and now. And then the new version of the game dropped uh, on Nintendo Switch last year. And it was something that you and I have been very happy about. And without shitting on yes. other titles, there are a few people that tried to fill the gap for Streets of Rage over the last few years with some uh, fake versions. I will shit on the and- titles. <laughs> I will. I will shit on the titles. There is one game. Never show it to me again. Right? It's called The Takeover. Don't you ever, ever, 
ever make a number two. That game was so bad. I got so bad. Sorry, carry there on. Was, there was, and there was Ra- Rage and Justice, which I played, which is all right. Rage and Justice was okay, but it wasn't yeah. on the level of Streets of Rage 4. It wasn't as bad as the takeover. Um, but yeah, Rage when Streets Justice. of Rage... Yeah, yeah, Rage and Justice is okay. When, but when um, Rage and Justice took it to a next level, you could do stuff like jump on a lawnmower or a quad bike and ride it around the screen. So it had fun little bits in it that were a bit crazier than what you get in Streets of Rage. Or I know Ori's having a look okay. at it now. But whilst he does that, so what... What so yeah? Also, what I did to kind of make my experience a bit more retro and kind of enjoyable yeah. was, I don't I like Nintendo Switch, but I'm not the biggest fan of the onboard control pads when they're connected to the screen. So what I did was okay. actually got my hands on a Geotech TX fifties and a TXW four. So the TXW four, uh, sorry, the WX four was actually a control pad, which is like a third party Bluetooth controller, which meant I had a control pad which I could hold in my hands that wasn't Nintendo Switch shaped. And to be fair, yeah. It just, long story short, it connected, it does the job, it has a good charge on it. Really, really enjoyed it. It's a, it's a nice, reasonably priced unit as well. I believe the cost of it is about 30 quid, if I'm, if I'm right in thinking okay. that. But we'll put links to that in the show description. Also, with regards nice. to headsets, um, I know that there isn't clear ways of having voice chat on Nintendo Switch at the moment. There are in some ways, some and others. Yeah. Um, I use the Geotech uh, TX50s, but... I kind of found that they were not, they're good for like reasonably priced headphones, but for me, I, I like, like high quality. Looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got, they've got kind of like that green or the orange. I've, I'm, I know it's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're nice headphones, they're but they're just, with headphones, yeah. you've got to realise that what you get what you pay for in it. So if you're looking for like the highest high fidelity sound, no, you won't get them with it. But if you're looking for a pair of yeah. headphones that work with a microphone, they'll work well as well. Or, you know, I think we did a WhatsApp call, didn't we, when we was playing Streets of Rage? Four. Yeah, we went through Streets of Rage four. I think we were going through campaign, like yeah. the, the um the story mode and so on. I think I was trying to unlock a few people. You was trying to unlock as well. Um, yeah, I was good. We have to I have to be fair and say this is because uh, we said it's on the Switch. We got it on the Switch it's on all platforms. Yeah, it's it on all platforms. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. And um, we we went for it. It was just enjoyable. We tried to talk at the same time and it didn't work. We were like, <laughs> yeah, so I was, I was, um, uh, yeah. mashing up keypads. Yeah. Playing yeah. The game, mashing the keys. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, yeah. Yeah. I was saying that I'm mm-hmm. basically, I got this, uh, this idea and then just all of a sudden we're just stuck in the game again. Yeah. They did really well with number four. It was, it was nostalgic. It's the right way to do nostalgia. Um, by giving you more, a, a whole new vibe with the game, but also allowing you to, be able to jump back to the old game and go yeah here's a vibe here this there you this, go. it gave you more on yeah. it more in it if it was a, a standalone game it'd be thoroughly enjoyable and they linked it back to the uh first three games and that was thoroughly enjoyable as well that's what you're supposed to do take yeah, man. coming to america they had that's how you make things nostalgic and quality i didn't want to talk about on today's show <laughs> but yeah they made it no, replayable no, i just want to say yeah they made it replayable though like you could unlock characters when you went through it so you can unlock mm. characters from the first streets of rage second streets of rage and stuff like that which is good um yeah. i love the fact that you could flip the switch on the music and have retro music in fact i'll be honest i never wicked. flipped that switch back I just kept it, you know, retro because no. I loved it. Yeah, I, I love the new music was cool, but I like yeah. the retro stuff. So I kind of left it on that old, you know, the character menu, like you said, ding, 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 yeah, that one. Um, so yeah, all in all, Streets of Rage 4, I liked it. In fact, I think that there's yeah. a challenge for us, Ori. We need to try and destroy the game on its hardest level. I think did we get we got like three yeah, levels yeah. in on the hardest level, didn't we? On I insane so, mode. Yeah. Oh, in, was it insane mode? Is is the hardest one? Is it yeah, mania? something I can't like remember. that? Insane yeah. or mania? One of them. I can't remember. Yeah, I'll be honest. I I on my own. I can't do 
that level nah, on my nah, ones. Nah, forget that. On on hardest, I, I've clocked the game on hardest, but the yeah. top one, there's not, there's not, that's not even ask me. It's just not easy to do on your ones. It's hard enough to do when you got two people, but yeah. on your ones, it's it's not built for that. So yeah, I get you. Right. Yeah, if they could, yeah, and it needs to be done. Or to do it locally, and you have four people go yeah. through, that would be a vibe as well. Because yeah. that's when it's a lot more fun to do. All right. Yeah, man. I agree with you fully, man. And I've got four ratings for that. Streets of Rage 4 gets a big thumbs up from me. Ori, this hasn't been an hour, but we're going to have to get out of here because I have to nip off to another show. But before we get out of here, can you let us know where we can find you online, please? You can find me on all social media platforms. Ori Styler, A-U-R-I-E-S-T-Y-L-A. Um, you can also find me on... Um, my website, orystyler.co.uk. Everything is just Ori Styler. If you Google Ori Styler, you'll come up with my pages, my website, my podcasts, anything of that nature you want to find out about me. Google yeah. Ori Styler. All right, brother. Well, thank you very much for joining us here on How to Kill an Hour. We're at How to Kill an Hour on all social medias. I'm at Marcus Bronzy, M-A-R-C-U-S-B-R-O-N-Z-Y. You can also see me and Ori over on Trek Culture and What Culture here and hey. there as well. When they allow us to come over there and do some nice videos. Yeah. Come but um, yeah, bro, I'm always good catching up and we'll have you on the show sooner than later. Let's do some Streets yeah, of Rage, bro. Let's do some Streets of Rage. When you're night. ready, shout me. Let me yeah, know when you're ready. This, come man. on. All right, bro. Let's. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.